0: Live from the Vegas Studios, it is weekend geek updates. Smurf here after a long couple of weeks, and it's not slowing down. I am back in the studio to catch you up on some of the the news stories that are catching me eye my eye. Uh, events going on around town that seem in no short supply of something to do and of course what's going on on the tv the streaming services lots of stuff has dropped and there's reactions there's thoughts there's emotions <sighs> it can be be quite draining and top of that uh international sushi day was a huge huge success so thank you for all that came out to support uh the 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 day the event to have some free sushi it was uh, quite fun look forward to seeing the video the deem shot on that because guaranteed it, it, it's it was a filling day at any rate Let's move on. Let's get caught up. Let's see where we're at. First of all, we have a couple of sponsors to acknowledge. Susie is not here right now as she is getting ready for our trek to Florida. We will be down there for Supercon in a week's time. So if you want to come down and support, or if you're in the Florida area, come say hi. Susie and I will be down there uh, slinging some of her amazing jewelry. She is running a 20% off sale right now for this Weekend, since she will be unable to attend Fan Expo Denver as we're getting ready to go. There's just too much to do. We have Colorado Festival of Horror on the horizon, just finishing up with International Sushi Day, and there's a couple of other cons in between that we haven't announced that we'll be at, but those are the big projects we got going on. So she wants to, to let everyone know she still appreciates you guys' support, so I will put a post link to to the 20% off you can go to her website it should be running on the sales site right now but she she made a cute little little son with a smile and she's uh she's hard at work getting ready to go but check out her sale secondly our other sponsor Mr. Matt Campbell from um just artists around town he is absolutely prepared for this weekend in fact if you want any mythica items they will be at his booth his booth great question what number he is at 272 in addition to all of his amazing mythica merch he is slinging a exclusive boba fett print that i absolutely love this thing looks great if you are On the Facebook or on Instagram, go and check out his link. I know he posted a picture of it already. I'm not sure how limited quantities are, but as soon as it's gone, it is gone. Go say hi to Matt Campbell over at Booth 272 for Denver Fan Expo this weekend. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to enlighten you in Mythica and and, and sell you a Boba Fett. Who doesn't love Boba Fett? In addition to everything else that's going on. We also have another event that's kind of snuck in here. Jimmy Drain, who's a longtime uh, collaborator in the world of film, has his film that is premiering at the Mayan Thursday night. It is The Realm of Shadows. But before that, he's kicking it off with a meet-and-greet and a signing opportunity with legend of the screen and personal, like favorite when it comes to playing the baddie vernon wells will be on site signing for everyone who wants to to come and get a signature from the mad max star or commando come on commando i loved that film and he was the perfect villain for it so i've got some questions for vernon to uh to see what he's got to say about working with two greats mel gibson and arnold schwarzenegger so Hopefully that event goes well. Vision Comics and Oddities over on Federal. The link is in the description below. So go support a local retailer and, you know, get your nerd fix on and meet Vernon Wells. How often is that going to happen? I don't think I've seen Vernon at a con in a very long time. If I have... At all. It's, it's been a minute. So, this will be fun. It'll be a great little event. It starts at 2 p.m. And, like I said, the description and the link are below. Also, no, that's about it. <laughs> that was my punch list. I thought I had one more, but I don't. So, what is going on in the Nerdverse? That is a very good question. So, one of the big stories that came out, well, not even big stories, but. The Stranger... Not Stranger Things. The Umbrella Academy. See, I got Stranger Things stuck in my head. And I'm. we'll get to it because there's a comparison. Well, not a comparison, but a thought that I've been kicking around for Stranger Things. And uh, who I think they're going to kill. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. But if you haven't started your Umbrella Academy, you should. This is great. I'm really enjoying it. So... Um... Let's see what would be the best. I'll I'll I won't go into descriptions past episode 3. So no spoilers. A lot of what we have seen in the trailers have been up to episode 3, so I'm not going to ruin anything, but the the story has been spectacular. The character interaction has not been disappointing at all. These guys have been on point and It really does go to show just how cool and how well these guys mesh together. The best moment is within the first, I don't know, five minutes of the first episode as we get our traditional musical number. It is probably... (laughs) I like how they explain how it happens and why it happens, but you're sitting there as this... As this breaks out, <laughs> with the Sparrow Academy and the Umbrella Academy sitting there just having having a dance-off, bro. Having a dance-off. And it is spectacular. If you're not an Umbrella fan, I get it. I I totally understand. It is kind of an interesting little... Mixture of angsty non-working together superheroes, but there are some great comedic elements, and the series itself has been kind of near and dear to my heart since reading the comic books. But the the scope and everything is so much larger. Everything has been ratcheted up a notch, and it really is fun. It's got some really great wild elements to it. Yes, I know there is there's there's time travel, of course. But that's it's kind of the fun of, you know, how they mess up everything. And it continues to build. The one thing that I do have to stop and I, I kind of have to acknowledge is how they uh, dealt with Elliot Page's transition and them basically just taking it straight on. And it was kind of cool. And it was a very appreciative nod and acknowledgement for the character for elliot and it it was it was very it was very cool in my opinion and i even had to like kind of go all right that that was that was well done it was well played and it wasn't a forced moment that you felt like okay they had to do this the whole driving force behind the story behind everything that goes on I had one theory as far as what I thought it was going to be And how they were going to play this out But it really wasn't that at all It was, it was dealt with Very, very well So I, I tip my hat And I acknowledge When I see amazing writing And something that's character driven And it makes sense and it works It's really good And, and I, do have to, I do have to say This was this was pretty pretty impressive but with that said and and to acknowledge not only Elliot but the entire crew I mean the strength of this show is still its its characters and the quality in which they all deliver each one is is true to their form and you see you see growth you see shortcomings you see some very delicate subject matter handled in a very eloquent way and I enjoy the ever loving shit out of this show i hope i hope we see i'm sure i don't have to hope i'm sure we will see a season four and you know we'll we'll um we'll continue to bask in just how skilled this this crew and this this these actors are the best part is uh just i mean the craziness in which they conduct these characters is just even in a comic i would have to stop and go Whoa! I—I I mean, we won't—we won't move into the boys' territory and how that is still scarred Susie to this day. And every once in a while, I'll just bring it up just to see her twitch. It's awesome. But these characters, you—you you feel a little bit closer, and you kind of can relate, I think, a little bit better with the Umbrella Academy characters than you can with uh, the boys and everything, since it's just so extreme and so so over the top. At least Umbrella Academy, I can kind of like. All right, I can I can get in with this. So there are some interesting twists. Of course, their father being alive, and he kind of seems more like the pet than the father. And it's uh, an interesting shift in the dynamic from the Umbrella Academy losing him and basically spearheading their whole story, whereas the Sparrow Academy still has Dad and just kind of have him shoved off to the side as an afterthought. And it's very—it's a very interesting dynamic. And there's a moment that the father has where he's all like, hmm, maybe I was better off the other way. So there are some amazing character growths. And we'll dive further into this since it just landed. I really don't want to go past episode three. But so far, uh, well worth the watch so good. Can't can't wait to talk to you guys more about it. Other shows that have ex- exceeded expectations and I know Susie has uh her issues with Orville and all of that and she you know doesn't watch it, but I've been very very glued to this since it's transfer over to Hulu and see how they they deal with it because in my mind and my idea of sci-fi this has this has been exceeding in all levels of writing, character, uh, story, just really well done done i mean yeah there's some kind of weird quirky things and the characters are not as you know endearing as some in other franchises and that's fine i mean we're with we, the gap between seasons i'm sure is major major hindrance to that and that's why i think there's such like a eh disconnect with the characters however that said The story and the material and everything that they've got going on has been exemplary. I mean, it really is good sci-fi. So, as I've been watching the Orville, I've been revisiting Strange New Worlds. Which, also, I know I have my opinions and I'll get to, you know, what's going on with Picard in a minute. But, there's a huge letdown from what I saw in Picard to, you know, what Strange New Worlds is putting out. Strange New Worlds has just, is is embraced Monster of the Week. It has built on characters and has continued to, again, deliver some very solid sci-fi driven material. And it's fun. And there are, you know, some great episodes where it goes back and forth. We we We've tiptoed around the Gorn. We get to see, you know, Spock not be Spock and just be human. (laughs) I know it's, it's shocking and there's all kinds of shenanigans and it's great. And the Orville delivers on the same thing. So to see new sci-fi that is so well done and great stories really, really lifts my spirits. And then you got Picard where, you know, it ended. I was lack lackluster with all of that and just kind of I was hoping for a better better return on season two for Picard. And as much as I love the characters and everything that was involved in it, it just seemed like broken spaghetti Western writing that they decided to throw at Star Trek and just see how well it works. Now there are things there's holes holes all over this particular season and I know it's a lot to keep up with and I know there's so many other elements when you're creating this kind of a show but is it fair to say that this is fan service a lot of it's just I mean I'm I'm all for fan service but shouldn't it also be kind of compelling at the same time I don't know if because speaking with the fandoms some are great and love what they saw with Picard and thought it was perfect and exactly what they needed for the franchise I and some other people view it the opposite of they really didn't do the fans a whole lot of service and this was just kind of pandering at its worst with kind of mediocre return I was hoping to see Q go out in a better blaze of glory than a simple snap of his fingers. And, you know, we've already heard my take on the whole Guinan and all of that story, so we don't need to go any further on that. But that said, we still have one more season left to go, and it really makes me worry what we have to look forward to. Terry Metaless, who is the showrunner and uh, has been... Helping this along the way was on a show recently quoted saying that, um, what's kind of what's going on, what's going to be following his run on season three, of which he kind of was very devious about. The showrunners, uh, smiled devilishly, excuse me, to the question. And this is what he quoted saying, I think to me this is a period of time in the Star Trek universe. I'd love to spend more time in. There's nothing less than 30 legacy characters across Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Next Gen that you'd love to check in on and see. You can't get to them all in Picard Season 3. So everything... Is looking at season three as far as the big closeout, and maybe that's fine. Maybe this was the the bad sequel, and we'll we'll end on a Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade high point as everyone rides off into the sunset. I am looking forward to seeing all of the crew back together again. I'll I'll say it. I enjoyed Next Generation. What we'll get to see is remaining, to, you know, in in secrecy. Of course, Data has been recycled and I don't know how they're going to bring that story around full circle yet again but I love that they keep integrating Brett Spiner in all of these different roles and letting him kind of just be without the makeup and it just kind of carry on and it's fun I like that aspect of it I like when they get to the human side of the characters and we get to see a little bit more of Expanse I don't care so much for like the end with Wesley just kind of just just popping up for the sake of popping up. Just kind of a, a throwaway moment of, like, here you go. I'm curious to see Jordy and Crusher, Dr. Crusher, come back. Those are the things that I am excited to see. Now, as far as what show I would like to see revitalized next, and I'm hoping that they do, would be Deep Space Nine. I, I think... There would be a great story that we can pick back up on with the emissary disappearing, with, you know, Cisco just just gone all of a sudden. Jake, of course, left to fend for himself, and just, you know, the station continues to be there. But, you know, the Bajorians and all of that, it, it would be, I think that would be the funnest one, and that would be a reason to bring other characters to a specific location versus, you know, traipsing across the galaxy hoping to run into someone or the Borg at the end of season two of Picard. Who's to say? But for sure, there's a lot of more enticing elements to the Deep Space Nine versus Voyager, which, you know, you, you go far, you come home, you're home. Yay! Deep Space nine. You still have the changelings. You have the Cardassians. You have so many other. The, what happened after? You know, everything kind of collapsed with the the changelings. What? 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 The whole situation with Bajoran and the Cardassians. And there's just there's too many there's too many good elements and too many great moments to build compelling stories. And that's what it all is for me. I just want a good story. Not a good even a good mystery would be kind of fun. Just every once in a while throw in a joke, give a little, you know, nod to the fans, little Easter egg along the way just to keep everybody enticed and and, and happy. And then that's that's it. Hopefully we'll we'll see how this turns out. I'm I'm fearing that They're going to try something completely crazy, but it's fine. I'm sure it'll turn out in the end. But back to Orville versus Strange New Worlds, it's a dead heat to me right now. Both have gotten extremely good at what they're trying to do. And John Favreau, as I had mentioned in a previous podcast, is still the uh, creative consultant for Orville. Strange New Worlds has probably got the entire Paramount team behind it, uh, including the Roddenberry household, trying to make this feel as much of old Trek while integrating new Trek to it. And Pike and Spock and number one have proven to be some very amazing characters and nothing short of what we expected with some new elements and some classic stuff that we get to expand on something everybody wanted to see with Enterprise which we never got it, they decided to do you know the big overarching story that just completely seemed to be a waste of of time and just annoyed fans more than anything whereas Stranger New Worlds again back to the monster of the week I'm so in and it has not been a disappointment If any of the Star Trek shows you should be watching, this would be it. I know someone would throw lower decks at me, but meh, meh, meh. What else? Oh, so I finally, and I'm so late to the party on this one, especially given my love of the video game. But Cuphead has somehow got by my radar, and now I'm already looking at getting season two (laughs) evidently um much to my shock and awe and i'm betting that this is just probably you know what happens when everything lands at once but the first season of cuphead actually came out in february February 18th, 2022, we had Cuphead Season 1. Now we are going to get Cuphead Season 2, August 19th, 2022. And I'm stunned that this made it by my my view. I don't know how this happened. I feel upset, lost, jaded, if you will. Because the video game is absolutely spectacular. Uh, Loved this game. It's a great throwback side scroller style feel and the bosses are not just like simple easy throwaway fights it is it is a well-produced game so when i noticed that i had actually missed the (laughs) the the premiere in february i decided to kind of binge it it's fun it's great uh wayne brady as king dice is amazing so worth watching um at least I was entertained I don't know if it's worth watching and it is kind of just you know geared towards well I don't know if it's really geared towards kids but it is it is fun it's just something to to kill kill a day there's 12 episodes and you're not really missing a whole lot much if you know you're not totally dialed in on the episode but worth worth the look and if you're a lover of the game like I am, I think you'll find some some enjoyment out of it. But, you know, something for the background. Moving on to trailers and such, we have some interesting news coming out for Sony. Uh, Emma Roberts is going to be playing spinoff Madam Web. The, um, this new film is supposed to come out shortly after... Craven's story. Um Yes, uh Madam Webb is set to release in theaters July seventh of twenty twenty. 3 uh Craven the Hunter is set for January 13th of 2023. So, 6 months. I don't know how they are going to have time to put all of this together. Now, there's a plethora of different people that have been attached to this project, but it's very I'm curious how they're going to approach this cuz Madam Web first appeared um God, Amazing Spider-Man 210? I'm going to guess. No. It is 210, because it's 1980s when Madam Web first appears in Amazing Spider-Man 210. And she's just this basic, and I'm sure if you saw the image, you know immediately who she is. She's sitting in a chair. She's got all the spider arms around her. She's got a blindfold she, she can't see, and she is this clairvoyant that helps... Spider-Man and shows up periodically throughout the comic she of course later ends up passing away and hands the mantle off to Julia Carpenter who was um one of the spider women I think she's like Spider the second or third spider woman in the history of Spider-Man and I know it's confusing and it's okay that's what comics do but the how they're gonna put all this together is I'm I'm this is a lot to do. And given what I saw for Morbius, oh please, no. They're support characters for a reason. They don't need their own film. Just just let them be supportive. That's what they do. Uh I I I don't understand the need to give every supporting character their own need for a movie, uh, not to say anything against Emma Roberts. I loved her in scream Four, of course, American horror story, excellent actress actor. Um, but I just, uh, I don't, I don't get it. Sure. Whatever. The other people that are part of this are Sydney Sweeney, Celeste O'Connell, uh, Isabella Mercer, and Tyra ran Ram. So I uh, Okay, sure. So we've got a bunch of people in there, but I don't know what the story is going to be unless it's just going to be the creation of the Spider-Women? I don't know. The the web of Spider? <laughs> I, 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 I just... I really wish Sony would just slow down and think about these things before they just start throwing more supportive characters at us. I'm curious about the Craven, Don't get me wrong. And Craven's Last Hunt is one of the, the best standout stories for Spider-Man. Same as, like, X-Men with the Phoenix Saga. These are standouts. They're great stories, and they need to be handled with care and properly done, not just thrown into a blender. And we pray to God it comes out in a, you know... ...enjoyable little smoothie. uh, We'll we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? I could be wrong. I doubt it. What I don't think I'll be wrong about... ...is the the, the Harley Quinn Season 3... ...which I already knew was going to be crazy. The trailer landed. It's up on 5280 Geek's website... ...or excuse me, Facebook page right now. We'll put a link in the website... ...for when we post the podcast... ...if you want to check it out. But it is intense... It is gruesome and I don't think I can ever unsee James Gunn sitting on Clayface's face. Yeah, that's just so so wrong. <laughs> but best of all we do look like uh they're they're doing what they've done well for the last two seasons, and that is kind of take a tongue in cheek approach to the the villainous underworld of dc comics and we get the court of owls we're taking a visit to court and it looks to be very impressive and fun and still the same kind of gruesome intensity that we've come to expect out of the last couple of seasons i think they're just hilarious it is it is such reckless abandon and just just how villains just don't care it's great and worth every cent Uh, we have a release date of July 28th for this. So we won't have much longer to wait before we get to see just how, how intense it really is. In other news trailer stuff, more pictures keep coming out for Dr. Who's sixth 60th. One of which was Matt Smith's hair. It looks very reminiscent of a previous incarnation of the doctor Of course, he will be coming up in the new uh, Game of Thrones series, which we've talked about extensively here in the studio. We're waiting for its premiere to see if any of us are right on this. But Matt Smith may be coming back for the, the, the 60th. I wouldn't be surprised, but I might be wrong on one thing when it comes to the 60th as more information starts to leak about neil patrick harris they are saying he might be the toy maker which would be an interesting twist since we haven't really seen much of him since the third doctor john pertry's doctor there's a lot of moments where the toy maker shows up in the books and the audiobooks, but a lot of his um his footage and his episodes have been lost to the winds of time same thing as we've seen you know with the second doctor and losing all of you know those and some of william hartnell's uh episodes as well so to see a character that not as widely known but cosmically omnipotent might be kind of fun um he's from the 60s and nobody's really done a whole lot with him so he's just kind of chilling out there and to see neil patrick harris just be able to kind of go full on you know cosmic psycho would be new and different and fun and worth every bit of admission so Russell T. Davies definitely holding up to his promise of this is going to be nuts. It does not seem like he is too far off base. All right, moving along. And probably the big piece of news this week is the Fan Expo Denver Comic-Con. I guess I can't say Comic-Con anymore, but Denver Fan Expo... It's set to kick off on Friday. Already lots of news after parties and events are kind of going on. So here's kind of a rundown of what – uh, might meet you know expectations, some fun stuff that's going on. One, of course, is the Four Hobbits reunion on stage. Um, most of these guys are guests already, so having them up on stage to reunite should be kind of fun. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll do a whole lot of Q&A, but there will be interviews and an opportunity to kind of listen to them reminisce of their stories of their adventures in the shire as well as lord of the rings and i'm sure plenty of shenanigans behind the stage of the hobbits and and everything i know jay and silent bob are also doing a meet and greet autographs and take pictures with them answer a few questions that you can do that and if you've never been to a meet and greet or or a panel with Kevin Smith, it is probably one of the most unique experiences you can possibly have. In previous years, <laughs> maybe Kevin will answer two questions, potentially three, if it's a good night. But most of the time, he'll get one question in, and it sends him on a very interesting, windy, timey wimy twisty, turvy road of recollection recall and just some fun stories that have happened along the way so it is so worth just to sit down and listen to what Kevin has to say because the man is a great storyteller he he can sit back and just go on endlessly about the different things and then of course if you get him started on comics there's there's no there's no stopping the man and then of course when you throw Jay into the mix who always has some funny kind of side quirk or something that was going on or he he has his two cents to add to the story it is always entertaining. So definitely worth the uh the stop if you can get in there. The other is the Jim Lee experience and there are special packages Uh, for fans uh, to get involved in this now Jim Lee of course um, over the years has been it's hit or miss of whether or not you can see him because I've told stories about you know trying to get into the lottery and not getting it but still getting stuff in line and then of course Susie Adventure last year when we went and she had purchased the package for emerald city and it was absolutely worth it and i think you know speaking with jim he kind of remembers our interactions from years prior before he became jim lee and it it was kind of fun and it was it was great interacting with jim because the man's a legend come on and i love his artwork he's always just been a, a favorite of mine and i'm sure he's a fan favorite across comics or else he wouldn't be doing you know the job that he does so The the question is at this point, what haven't I had him sign between X Men, Batman, and Superman? Not to mention Justice League stuff. I'm kind of running out of things to have him sign. But if you uh, even statues, but. If you haven't had anything signed, it is well worth the experience and just kind of talk. He's very genuine. He loves interacting with fans, and he's always he's always about the 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 fan experience and the comic experience itself. So this is going to be going on. There's also uh, an exclusive Gotham After Dark, uh, and this is directly off of the Fan Expo. Denver website. When the sun goes down, the Dark Knights creators come out for this unique comic experience. Uh join Ryan Outley, Chris Berman, Clay Mann, Brian Ezarello, Cammy Gracia or Garcia, excuse me. <laughs> it's not a podcast unless I mess up your name. Uh Cammy Garcia, Jason uh, Bowder kyle higgins uh for a special panel signing swag and the best selfie ever upgrades available with remarks and sketches so this this actually looks kind of fun but i think the picture they got up for the event is a capullo picture if i'm not mistaken and he's not listed this would be fun just to hang out with some of the original, or not original, but some of the Batman create creators that are out there right now. Ezzarello, I think, would probably be top of my list for a remark and a, a just a, even a little chat. I'd love to have him on the podcast, and that's what I'm going to try and do. No promises, but, you know, it's good to have goals. There's also, I, I'm, and <laughs> to, to go along with the Lord of the Rings fan experience with everybody being on stage we will get two hobbits doing an onion style podcast uh dominic monahan and billy boyd are doing a live taping of their podcast the friendship onion want in and they'll bring it uh they got amazing elements of their show to life the audience included tongue twisters riddles and much more this is a ticket price of thirty five dollars. Uh, fans who upgrade to VIP recently, priority seating, of course, and have the chance to take a special one of a kind photo with Dominic and Billy at Friendship Onion Podcast table after the show. So that'll be—I mean, that'll be kind of fun. I mean, it's—it's it's a podcast. It'd be like sitting here listening to me, but at least you know they've got props and other stuff. And here we just have Susie trying to you know skewer me with a batlith. <laughs> if you're looking for something for Friday night, uh, over at Lucky Strikes from nine to close, it looks like they're going to be doing a fan expo kind of hangout. No extra fan expo cover charges necessary for this. Coming to hang out, I know that there will be a lot of different cosplayers there doing. A bowling tournament of some sort. I'm going to actually probably go over and check this out. Just because I'm very curious. (laughs) And it looks like it would be really, really entertaining. Because can you imagine someone in a princess gown trying to bowl? (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm so, so in. However, the official... Fan Expo After Party is set to go off at the Curtis Hotel. It's right across the street from the Performing Arts Building. It's literally down the street from the convention center. This is going to be a glam affair. In fact, you can enter into the glam affair starting on Saturday. Uh, I think, actually, you can probably even do this on Friday. They are doing... Do, do, do. Let me scroll. Come early and enjoy fan we then stay after for the late night fun without having to worry about your car. $30 value voucher provided to party to present upon exit. Complimentary light hour hors d'oeuvres uh, from open to 9 p.m. First come, first serve. Then they'll be doing kind of a uh, dance party, and that will go until 1 a.m. The cool thing about this, they're going to be crowning of prom royalty costume contests. Which 80s pop culture icon will you come as? Jessica Rabbit, Gem in the Holograms, perhaps David Bodie, or Ziggy Stardust. We want to see your glam fam. Uh, this year's prom king and queen will each receive a three day pass for Fan Expo 2023. Uh, A chance to win a Captain America shield Signed by none other than Stan Lee One entry per Party ticket, each additional entry is Five bucks, of course everything goes to Benefit cap for kids It looks like it'll be fun And I'll probably bounce down For a little bit, just kind of see what's going on To Just, you know, gauge the costumes Not that I'm going to like show up in 80's glam But it looks like it should be It should be kind of fun It's 49 bucks to get in and it's for a good cause especially if money goes to benefit the uh the cat for kids which is always which is which is you know charity that you need to give to cancer sucks now to go into detail about the celebrity guests seems kind of pointless in my opinion you can kind of go online you can check it out at fan com denver susie's sitting outside of the office why are you out there come in here Come in here. I'm, I'm in here.
1: Is my normal mic on? Hello. Yep. Hello. You're on. I'm just just being a pest.
0: Yeah, being a pest.
1: Making faces. <laughs> Putting my grubby <laughs> fingers on the glass. You know.
0: It's kind of funny. You just kind of sit out there and just smash your face up against the glass. Yeah, I do. So I was going over <laughs> artists because celebrity guests seems pointless to me these days because you can just eh. Meh. Meh. I'm, Meh. Not, I'm not a fan. Eh. Okay. But artists that are coming in, Jim Lee, of course.
1: I know we met him in Seattle.
0: I I was reliving that account Woo! about how amazing it was to actually kind of see him. Uh, Brian <laughs> Ezarello, who is probably yes. the next big name that I am excited to see. Uh, Suicide Squad, Get Joker, huge Batman alum. Yep, yep, yep. They're doing an after hours party with all of the... Batman artists.
1: Oh, that sounds fun. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh well, minus Kevin Smith and right. uh, Well, Kevin's more of a writer, but I don't think did Kevin Smith ever write. I know he did Daredevil, but I don't think he's ever written Batman.
1: No, I don't think so. I think he. I think Daredevil was it.
0: I don't know if I want him to write Batman. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. know. (laughs) They've got Simon Beasley listed which would be interesting interesting um i haven't seen simon for a number of years tim jacobs who is the goosebumps cover right? illustrator which of course ben templesmith
1: <laughs> you know he he is an excellent artist um and he he is quite a character yes he he in himself is quite a character and I I have I don't have a relationship with Ben, but within myself, I have a difficult relationship with Ben. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> and I'll so leave much. it at that. Yes.
0: <clears throat> uh, who else have we got? Michael Golden, of course. Uh, David Mack. Love
1: know David. Mack. You know how much
0: you love David Mack? Yes. Um, but that's kind of like the big, big standouts.
1: Yeah, I'm a little bummed. You know, our schedule was just such a mess this weekend, and you and I are trying to get out the door to Miami. That, mm-hmm. um, So I'm I'm bummed that I'm going to miss some of this stuff, and I'm really bummed that we're not going to get to see our friends this weekend, our local friends. But like I said, the schedule was such a disaster. Uh, I'm hoping to run into David Maxim or else on the road this year. We usually do. We
0: usually do because, I mean, they dropped what they um – In fact, I already know what's going to happen. Okay. They announced guests at Emerald City. Yes. And there's a big name that I haven't talked to you about yet that I'm very, very, very anxious to see.
1: Well, and it's nice of you to let me push in when I was just, (laughs) you know, making faces (laughs) outside the door. Pay attention. Yes, the the studio
0: does have a door on Uh,
1: (laughs) it. For all the good it does <laughs> you, <laughs> not really, <laughs> not really at all.
0: But Phil Lamar.
1: I know, was
0: announced, and nobody, nobody really probably understands my my love for Samurai Jack.
1: Well, I think I I think I share that love because that cartoon was so innovative when it came out. There's not a lot of dialogue, and like I could talk to you for days about the lack of black outlines on things and that animation and like yeah it it was stunning it was stunning then it's stunning now.
0: I love how they would do the switch to like you know six by nine and then full screen and then just the different camera angles that they would do I know. and the sound effects and
1: I know. Because that's
0: Tartakovs, Tartakovsky, correct?
1: It is. And I uh, was at the same conventions as Gennady a couple of years ago and uh, passed him in the hallway, and I almost passed out. I was just like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, because Tartakovsky is, is another legend, another, yeah. another great. Yeah. He's right up there with Jim Lee.
1: And Craig McCracken, you know, Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, Samurai Jack—that was really Cartoon Network getting its feet under it in, in those early days when that was their first run of original content. It was—it was masterful, it was, it was. masterful.
0: Uh, or Arthur Saddam is going to be there, the Zombie King himself. I haven't seen Arthur in a while. I'd be curious yeah. to catch up with him.
1: I don't. Again, I don't know him personally.
0: I've, had, I've sat and had dinner with Arthur. <laughs> Arthur is a very unique cat. I can actually, Arthur, if I go to Arthur's table, he will spend all day talking to me and ignore well, people.
1: that's not surprising. That happens more than it doesn't.
0: <laughs> I'm conscious of it. I try not to be a dick. But to be fair, Arthur is a fun, He's he's just an interesting cat to talk to.
1: Do you know who I'm super excited to see uh, as we make our way through the read Pop shows this year? Mm. Um, <laughs> you're going to laugh so hard. I really am a huge fan of Freddie Prinze Jr. Oh, for my God. Isn't he back on the circuit? Isn't he
0: also Ken in the new Barbie movie with Margot Robbie? I, is that who I saw doing
1: No, that? no, 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 no. That is... Um, Oh, it's not him, though. But he is so, so good as Kanan Jarris in Star Wars Rebels, which you know I love that show. And, of course, because... I was a teenager in, well, in the early 90s, but still. I am a teenager of the 90s. I love that movie, She's All That. Mm. And in Florida, um, Rachel Lee Cook is going to be in Florida with him, at least. And so they're going to do a She's All That like reunion. Sweet. And so you will probably be left alone for an hour. <laughs> is he still married to Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Sorry, I like to do my... <laughs> Owen (laughs) we're living memes over here we are Um.
0: (laughs) yeah so that's 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 what we got so we'll be in Florida you're running your 20% discount for the weekend since since you are being an adult and you have other things to do
1: even though it would be more fun to come out and play you know I haven't been to a convention in years like we work them all the time but i haven't just gone in years and i was thinking that we might have time to come out and play a little bit but then you know the car needed servicing and the dog wants walking and packing needs to happen and
0: well it's funny because jerry checked in with me this morning oh yes and jerry is actually not going to have a table he's not tabling this year uh his I guess we can call her a girlfriend, the one we met at the Neil Gaiman event. Oh, yes, yes. He's taking her to a con, her first con.
1: Oh, fun. And
0: they are officially fanning (gasps) instead of working instead of working. So he is not the first. And PJ also checked in with me, and he's he's planning on uh, fanning with us in
1: Emerald City. I can't wait. We miss PJ. We
0: miss PJ, but he's doing well in Seattle. So, yeah, I've had, like, everybody check in with me today
1: outstanding that is so great I you know like I said I wanted to go fanning but I have other responsibilities but I don't know like how successful I would be you know Susie Q's has been conventioning since 2006 that's 16 years where we've been working instead of playing and so I don't know that I've got it in me to just spend the weekend like being a fan anymore I would probably start fussing at somebody else's table, <laughs> rearranging their displays, or helping no, their customers, this would be
0: over or here. It's uh, <laughs> better over
1: there. Talking to people about David Mac's prints and things like that <laughs> it would just be such a nuisance. <laughs> I
0: don't think David Mac would be too upset with you for doing that. He's no, very nice.
1: he is very nice. He's very sweet.
0: Yes. Well, I was actually at the tail end of the podcast. Was there anything right you there. wanted
1: to cover? No, yeah. just just barging in.
0: I can. Oh, <laughs> you know. In fact, let's do this. I'm going to close with okay. a question that I was saving for our next go around. Okay. But I'm I'm going to throw this out here just because it's so funny and it deals with kind of our our friends and our fans, uh, but. Everybody knows Big Bang Theory. Yes. Everyone is very familiar with it. Whether you've watched it or not, it, yes. you, you know it is, is there. It exists. Susie and I sat and had this question. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Would you let Stuart, who runs the comic book show in Big Bang Theory, look after your child?
1: No. <laughs> No. um, So, in general, no. uh, Because I know he's very well-meaning, but he is not assertive enough to take charge of children even even little children you know you've got to set some boundaries and i don't think he's capable of that and then personally uh i'm not going to go get into it but when my son was little we had a real safety concern and so i needed uh <laughs> strong assertive adults around to take charge and and to be protective and Stuart. um <clears throat> Just isn't that, and I'm concerned because he is a small business owner, and I mean, you and I are both running small businesses over here. That takes up your entire life.
0: Does you
1: know, you know, I'm not just sitting back there making bracelets all day. I've been doing marketing and talking to people and travel schedules and blah blah blah. And so, like, when would he have time?
0: Well, and I think the girlfriend at the end. Helped, right? Then he made the manager, right? But he's just so damn neurotic that I don't know if I would. I, I mean, maybe that right? would work to the favor of the child that he'd at least be very attentive. And let's just face it: in an emerge a medical emergency, he probably knows better what to do. Well, that's that's
1: <laughs> my other point. They make several references to like his collection of over-the-counter cold medication and. Things like that, and so I would be concerned that he is self medicating too much,
0: (laughs) or yeah, or Mm. that he
1: may be, you know, he's not using illicit drugs or drinking too much or whatever. But you know, Nyquil makes you sleepy, and so if you take too much decongestant, then you're passed out or whatever, and the kids are. All being neglected, up on and- I know it just. His tongue is blue, and he's even more <laughs> lethargic than normal. Uh, <laughs> uh. I don't know. That just, I just don't. I wouldn't leave him. I wouldn't leave him with older children. And then Howard and Bernadette, and I. I don't think Howard's the greatest parent on oh, earth.
0: Hell no. Um,
1: you know they leave Stuart completely alone with two children under the age of two, like regularly, and that's. That is a lot of work. My uh, close friend has twins. They're four now. And I have looked after them quite a bit their whole little lives. And two at once that need feeding and diapering and holding and, and all of the things that small children need. That is a huge task. And I just don't think Stewart's up to it.
0: Well, and that's kind of what started the conversation of, you know, shows that introduce children secretly sabotage the characters right not fully thinking this through because you have a kid and you're at the apartment playing you know D and <laughs> i mean okay but mm, no
1: yeah it's no because i mean children are children are a full-time job if you're not a maniac like if you're not a neglectful jackass <laughs> That is your full time so job you're sa- now. You're,
0: sa- you're calling Howard in a neglecting jackass. Yes,
1: Howard is a neglectful <laughs> jackass. This is not this is not my favorite show. Uh, I uh, it's
0: not a lot of favorite people.
1: I'm show. unhappy at the way that they portray us as a group of people, not not specifically us, but our our genre, our particular group of people. Um, I don't like the way they behave at all. I
0: don't and, think Red ever watched the show. I think Red actually went on the statement and said she's never watched the show.
1: Good for her. I um I lost somebody close to me recently who um it was his favorite show. Mm. And so I watch it kind of to to keep that memory of that person alive in my life, but um I don't I don't enjoy it i don't know what he liked about it and and as with many things i have to not think about it too much or it changes the way i feel about my friend Uh,
0: and that line has been drawn right it's a hard line uh
1: yeah it's it's not my favorite but he loved it and so you know we i watch it periodically just to just to keep that connection alive no totally makes sense totally get it yeah
0: Well, there you go. That's what we think about leaving Stuart in charge of small children. No way. Just don't do it.
1: No. Also, what's he going to do if those kids come in the comic book store and smash one of those statues or rip a, a book or something? Like, I mean kids do that that is how children are and they don't do it maliciously or purposefully they, don't know any they just do it they grab <laughs> things and i just think that's a disaster waiting to happen yes <laughs> on in every sense of that scenario
0: i just dropped your batman on the gargoyle statue <laughs> on that bombshell we shall say goodbye (laughs) goodbye (laughs) give us a like give us a share come and hang out with us in Florida or Emerald City or I'll be at C2E2 um god it's a long long weekend but Uh, Or just hang out with us here because we will have plenty of pictures to post from the con weekends as we progress across the country, entertaining, slinging, and otherwise just drinking profusely. (laughs) But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night.